Welcome to the Thinking Like a Boss podcast. I'm your host, Kate Krocko, author, therapist, and business mindset coach. In just 20 minutes a week, I'm going to coach you to your breakthrough, whether you're folding laundry, walking the dog, or in the school pickup line. It's hard to chase your dreams, chase clients, and chase littles at the same time. Your inner critic doesn't have to hold you back anymore. Together, we'll make you the boss of your brain so you can become the confident boss of your business and your life. Ready for your weekly mindset makeover? Let's turn your limiting beliefs into limitless opportunity starting now. Welcome to episode 173 of the Thinking Like a Boss podcast. This week, we are back for my book series, Drawing the Line, How to Achieve More Peace and Less Burnout in Your Life. And what did I say yesterday? Hold on. In the midst, I said in the midst of chaos. And I just like random, it like randomly flowed off of my mouth as I was speaking in my Confident Ladies Club, sharing a little bit about um, a decision that I decided to make. Um, and you know what I'm actually going to do this week? And this is like you know me, I am just always a creative spur of the moment kind of person. I'm going to talk about two different things. I'm going to actually talk about both of these chapters instead of doing this week and then next week, I'm going to weave them together because, um, I think they both go hand in hand so well. And especially for the stories that I'm going to share. Uh, so without further ado, Let's dive into episode 173. This week, we are going to be talking about you don't need permission because you're a grown-up and stop overcomplicating your life. Okay, so two things that I want to share about today is, um, first of all, I'm going to share about my breastfeeding journey a little bit. I know, maybe that's not so exciting for some of you, but it's important, okay? The lesson in it is important. And then I'm also going to share a little bit about... um, just my decision to stop my business and um, just most recently my decision to put a stop to several of the things I was doing, still doing in business um, because it just didn't make sense anymore. Um, So both of these topics go so hand in hand. So not needing permission because we are grownups, right? And for us to stop overcomplicating our life, it doesn't have to be that hard, right? We constantly feel like we need permission to either stop something or start something. Um, we think that whatever we, we, we desire, like we always know deep down what our answer is, right? But we want to be validated or we want to be told we're not crazy. Um, just a little, you know, I always give my little warning. Drew is here and uh, he is moving and grooving as we always say. And he's so busy. He's our bulldozer. So he probably will bulldoze something over while we're chatting. He has a campfire spoon in his hand right now. Yeah, you said you're a bulldozer. You are. Um, so anyways, most recently, here's my needing my permission slip to stop. Two different things, okay? And continuing these things were overcomplicating my life. So number one, my breastfeeding journey. So Drewy is going to be one next week. And I had, I shared several episodes back, maybe about eight weeks or so back, a little bit about my breastfeeding journey and just 
how hard it was. It was sort of, um, it was when I was talking about birth and how for some people, um, birth is easy. And for other people, they feel birth is hard and no matter what in everything, right? Just here was my point. Just because something is hard, it doesn't mean it's not beautiful. Okay. And we have to stop saying, oh, you know, just because it was hard, it was traumatic. Okay. Hard does not always equal trauma. And it's important that we live by that, right? That we realize hard develops character. Hard develops grit. Hard develops perseverance and resiliency. And my breastfeeding journey was hard. And it was really... um, It was a confidence crusher because I kept thinking the whole time, like, what is wrong with me? Like... Here's, here's where it came from. My entire breastfeeding journey since having our first daughter, which she's going to be five on Saturday. Oh my God. So five years ago when it began, um, I just, I never made enough milk. And I know a lot of lactation consultants will say every mom makes the perfect amount of milk for their child. However, I, I want to trust and believe that. However, our babies were always so fussy. And like, once we did start to give them some formula and once they did start to take a bottle, they always were happier babies. So I so badly want to believe that. And I, maybe I will believe that someday once I like something clicks, right? Once something clicks and maybe I read something else and I realize that the fussiness maybe wasn't them being hungry after all. But for now, um, I so badly wanted to be that mom that had the overabundance of milk, that had all the stored up milk in the freezer and blah, 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 blah. And it just wasn't me. I got flustered for a second. (laughs) I had to pause this. I hear my husband's clicky slippers. The poor guy, I'm going to share this on here. He'd be so mad if he heard me say this. But years ago, his mom got him these slippers for um, Christmas and they have these like clicky. It sounds like he's basically sounds like he's wearing high heels when he wears them. And I could hear him clicking from his office. And there goes Turbo now. Um, It's never a dull moment in this house. And I'm like, pause. I'm recording because he's always on speakerphone with his job. And um Yeah. So I had to pause this for a second and of course lose my train of thought. Um, but anyways, so yes, so I just did not make enough milk and part of why I thought maybe the reason was, was for years I was on antidepressants. Um, and I had gone on them when I was diagnosed with my eating disorder in grad school. And that was in 2009 or 2009. Um, and you know, I was in therapy for years. I became a therapist. Um, I wrote the books on mindset, all of, I did all of the things to heal my mind. Right. Um, and guys, that would be, this could be an entire podcast series to share my thoughts on antidepressants and the mind and, um, retraining the mind and healing and healing your body and healing your gut and all of this other stuff. Um, so anyways, 
long story long. So I am no longer on antidepressants and the antidepressant that I was on was also highly effective in treating adult ADHD, which is something that I have had my entire life. Um, so you may even notice in these podcast episodes, I can sometimes get a little distracted and I have to bring it back. Um, so something like high heeled clicking slippers and then the dog barking, it just threw me completely off. So anyways, I believed that maybe because I had been on these antidepressants, maybe that was suppressing or um, making my milk supply low. Um, and I never knew. So this, I was like, you know, which I had another baby with Charlie. I'm not going to have this issue I'm going to do everything I can to have the most abundant flowing milk I can have, be set up with lactation consultants, take all of the supplements, blah, 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 blah. My issue became worse. Um, And then fast forward, there is no way, the third is always the charm. No way possible I could struggle with this again. I now have breastfed two babies. So both my first girls only lasted until nine, 10 months. Um, And then they were just done. Like once they had a real bottle and they could see how quickly and abundant the milk could flow out, um, they were like, peace out, mom. We don't want this anymore. Also, we're too distracted. We don't want to be on your breast anymore. And every time it was heartbreaking because I tried so hard and my friends would sometimes tease me because they were like, 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 why? Like, why are you so dedicated? Like, why are you trying so hard? Like, why don't you just feed your baby formula? And, um, I just, it was just something that I wanted to do. And there's no, I don't need to explain why, but I was just something that I had wanted to do. I'm also one of those people who loves everything about breastfeeding. If I could breastfeed my children until they had teeth and they were walking and talking and dancing and spelling, I would. There's just something I feel so connecting and bonding when you can nurse a child. Um, It's such a beautiful thing to be able to do it. I think it's a privilege. Um, it's also a lot of work um, because here, here's my other thing. When I was, and this is why I'll show you why I had to stop overcomplicating it and why I had to stop looking for permission to stop. Because I never made enough milk, I always had to eat extra, um, try to find different foods that would help produce more milk. I had to pump constantly in between nursings to try to build up my milk supply. So it was like, it felt like I 24 seven either had a child on my nipple or had a pump latched on. And by the time you get to three, like you're I'm chasing two other toddlers around. It's like nearly impossible to try to get more milk. So after a series of events and different things happening, I decided I'm going to stop my antidepressants. Maybe that is inhibiting milk supply. Who knows? Why not just give it a try? I had now been on antidepressants for 13 years. Um, I, again, will share an entire probably series on the mind blowing discoveries that I came (laughs) that I stumbled on by completely stopping them cold turkey. 
Um, my, I'll just quickly say, I have better attention span. My memory is clearer and sharper. Um, I have not had a, of course I have days where I'm frustrated or I'm disappointed in life or the way things are going, but I have not felt depressed where I couldn't get out of bed ever since stopping them. Um, I have not felt just freer and more clear in years, which again is mind blowing because these things were supposedly altering my brain chemistry to make me feel better and, um, change what was off in my brain chemically. Um, however, I stumbled upon functional medicine and started taking other supplements, um, just to heal my overall body and to feel better overall and eating healthier. And pretty much, I believe that is what has helped in addition to 13 years of working on my mindset and learning different skills and retraining my brain to think differently. Um, but anyways, I used to think down like years ago, oh, if I ever go off my medications, I'll probably be a complete mess. I'll probably stop eating again. I'll probably, I don't know, jump off a bridge. I know that's terrible, but something terrible would probably happen. And Lord willing, I have been so, so fortunate that my mind is as strong as it's ever been. Um, and here's the thing. We have been going through fire. We have been going through chaos. Um, things have been the hardest they've ever been. Um, it's crazy how in life, like life never seems to get easier. It only gets harder, but we learn to adapt and we learn to deal with things differently. Um, so anyways, I gave my, I finally gave myself permission um, to be off of my antidepressants. This was back in early November. And so November, December, January, February, March. It's almost been six months, actually. Yeah, it's been about six months. Um, and sadly, my milk did not change. Um, sadly, Dreamy Drewy, around the nine-month marks, had a disinterest in my boobs and really wanted nothing to do with them anymore. And I would have to um, wake him up in the middle of the night because that would be the only time that I could get him to latch. <laughs> and I'd have to wake him up in the middle of the night to go in his room in the dark and try to get him to latch on to just still take my boob. And we did that for about another month or so. And then around month 10 and a half, I just said, I'm like... I'm, he's literally crying. Like when I try to put it anywhere near him, it's like, he never even it sounds so dramatic, but this is how I felt. Um, it's like having a boyfriend and that you knew for years. And then one day just walking through the park, passing each other and him just turning his head the other way and pretending like he never saw you or never, you never knew each other. Um, that you were a complete stranger. And that's honestly how it felt. And I'm I'm just being dramatic right now. That has never happened to me before. But I just like envision this scene, this movie scene playing. 
And that's exactly how it goes. And I would like cry and tell my husband that, like not actually cry, but like, he doesn't want me anymore. He's rejecting me. Um, and I would be laughing while I'm saying it, obviously. Um, but it is very sad. What are you doing over there, Drewy? Um, but here's the thing. It didn't make him happy. So I just want my child happy. So I wasn't going to try to force it anymore. So after about a month, we said, that's it. Um, so I just continue to still pump. And when you're not nursing at all to still pump, it's like to try to remember to pack everything, to wash everything. Like I'm out with the kids all day long trying to homeschool. And I'm like in parking lots, like trying to hope and pray nobody's looking at my boobs like what is this woman doing kids screaming in the back seat the three of them as you can tell I was just done I gave it my all I did all that I could and I just could no longer do it and I had very little left it was like me going through all of this effort to get like one to three ounces left a day um and I'm like it's Yep. Just not even worth it anymore. So, um, I had to give myself permission and I realized I kept saying to my husband, but I just don't know. And he's like, you can make this decision. Like, this is your body. Like you decide. Um, and what was I doing? I was not just allowing myself permission to just stop. I, and what else was I doing? Chapter six, I was overcomplicating things for no reason. Um, literally at the end, I remember like being with girlfriends, the kids were playing and like sitting on my parents' deck, chatting with them. And I'm like pumping like crazy. I just use the hand pump because I don't always have a plug on me or a charger. Um, and I'm like, oh my God, I've literally been pumping for 20 minutes chatting with you. And I have like what to show a half of an ounce now. So I'm overcomplicating this for what half of an ounce that, um, he may not even drink right now anyways. So, uh, needless to say this silly story, it's means a lot to me. Um, but it's an example. This is an example of how we don't just give ourselves permission to stop, right? I should have just given myself permission when he was done, right? You know what? He doesn't want this anymore. It's a hassle. I'm not getting much anyways. Maybe this is just my sign to stop. We don't just give ourselves permission and we overcomplicate, okay? And um, yeah, it was, pro and this was all during the height of when Charlie's flare up was so bad. And when I recorded that episode of really um, me just, asking for help, asking for support of any of you had known anyone going through the situation. And just, I just want to say thank you so much. Um, your support and some of the sort of tips that you guys gave us, like try, try this out, check this page out, try this doctor, try this oil or supplement or whatever. It helped. Um, and what I actually want to do um, I always, this is my whole thing. I'm like, when I get my life together, what I actually want to do when I get my life together these days is I want to create a blog post with resources to share with you every single product, every single supplement, um, type of doctor, test, 
everything we have done that has worked and also everything we have done that has not worked because just because it has not worked for us doesn't mean that it won't work for you or your friend or someone you know who's struggling with something similar. Um, That's the wild thing with eczema um, is that there are so, like what worked for Drew did not really help much for Charlie. Again, Drew's is very, was very mild to moderate eczema. Um, it started around, um, month three and a half or so. And, um, it started to get worse and worse and worse, but we were able to, um, actually just, he, he, we've been just been giving him a probiotic ever since a probiotic and, um, we used tallow. We like regular lotions weren't really working. And then we came across a brand called flying cow tallow. It's grass fed and finished tallow. Um, and we used, it was like, I believe it's called the baby bomb. Um, and within several days, his eczema completely cleared up and it actually stayed cleared up too. It has not come back. Um, which was, is like a miracle. Um, Charlie's, it, it worked fine, but we didn't see a significant difference. Um, so yeah, so I want to put together a big resource list so that our blog post so that you guys can share, because like I said, the, the Facebook group that I was kicked out of had 43,000 parents of children who are suffering with something very similar to Charlie. Um, And again, yeah, I was kicked out of that group. Um, I can't remember. I think I may have said in a podcast episode, I alluded to like what happened, which is ridiculous. Um, Eczema is something that is highly, highly censored. Um, I think because many parents attribute it to um, toxins and environmental toxins, the foods we eat, the vaccines that the kids take, um, these are all things that trigger that uh, trigger eczema. And all of those things are things that are heavily marketed, as we know, in this in this country. Um, and there are millions and billions of dollars in marketing and those in all of those industries. So um, anything eczema related is highly, highly censored. It's crazy. So that has been what I've found. Um I literally, I feel like I like basically quit, quit my job or quit my business to try to figure this out. And that has been my, um, mindset all along is like, I'm going to put the same love and effort and energy that I've put into building my businesses into figuring out how to heal my daughter. Um, So this is a little bit of a tangent. I'm going off track a little, but um, as you can tell, I'm very passionate about that because there are so many children. Um, I can't remember what the stat is, but um, more and more children are diagnosed with eczema. And um, it's not just like the stuff that, you know, we would get as kids, like a little patch here and there. Like this is like debilitating eczema where children are not sleeping and their faces are peeling off and their bums are peeling off and um, they're scratching till their sheets are completely covered in blood every night. Like 
these are the stories that parents are telling. Um, and these groups or this one group in particular, you're allowed to say how stero topical steroids or internally taken steroids are helpful and useful. But if you say your child has topical steroid withdrawal syndrome, you are kicked out of the group. Um, you're allowed to say how vaccines are amazing and life-saving and um, all these other things. But if you were to say anything, like I think... Uh, it was triggered when they got this one um, because they had nothing before. And then out of nowhere, it just started. And all my baby has had to drink ever has been breast milk. Um, you are kicked out of the group. So, yeah, it's eye opening. Um, the censorship that happens. And actually, a wonderful client of mine was like, it sounds like a pharmaceutical company owns that group. Like they're ha like they're paying someone to run it for them to like try to hide stuff and like kick people out if they go against the narrative. And I was like, I didn't even think of that, but that makes complete sense. Um, and it would not surprise me at all. Um, because you're allowed to say steroids are amazing and vaccines are life-saving and all this stuff. Um, but anyways, it is important that we stop over complicating our life, right? It doesn't have to be as hard as we're making it. And we don't seek permission. We give ourselves the permission that we are looking for. Um, and one little just tip I want to give you guys today, because um, when you get my book, I'm just asking and requesting that you all please go purchase my book, Drawing the Line, How to Create more peace and less burnout in your life. And I keep adding on this new tagline in the midst of chaos because there will always be chaos. Like life will never be still. Um, please go get this book. But when you read it, you'll hear about how growing up, um, you know, I think, I think that for all of us, life is just a lot different now than it was back in the eighties and the nineties when we were kids. But I mean, my parents would, you know, have the fine china and all these, you know, beautiful things at holidays and like having friends over was this, you know, crazy dinner party with beautiful stuffed turkey and carved, stuffed and carved. And, you know, for us, it's like, this is, this is what we've done, right? We could say, all right, I guess we're never going to be able to have friends over because we don't have the time or the energy to learn how to make a beautifully stuffed carved turkey like that. Um, so I guess we're just not going to have friends over, but no, it's, oh, we're going to have friends over. We're just going to see, hey, what's everyone in the mood for? What kind of takeout you want to get tonight? And we eat from our plastic containers. Um, that's how we do it, right? Or it's a holiday. Hey, why don't you guys come here? Who can bring what? We'll make the main dish. Who can bring a side? In order to keep life simple and not overcomplicate it, we have to let go of these things that are imprinted in our on our hearts, right? Or imprinted on our minds as young children of this is the way that things are supposed to be. Um Maybe it's your marriage. Maybe it's your relationship. Maybe you're just overcomplicating things because you think this is the way it's supposed to be. Maybe it's parenthood. Maybe it's your business. 
I can't do things like that. That's not how it's supposed to be done. You know, we hear that over and over and over again. But why? Why can't it be done like that? Who said so? Who said so? Um, so I told you I was going to share a different story besides just the breastfeeding journey, which that's the only one I really went on the tangent with. And the other one was my Facebook group. So I started my Facebook group, I believe it was August of 2014. And I grew it from zero people to, I believe there's somewhere over 5,000 people in there now. And more and more people keep joining every single day. And it's so sad, but I just don't have the energy or the means to continue um, support it. So I've decided, I was like, well, I guess we could just keep it really easy and set up these posts. But I'm like, why am I paying to run a group that is not even serving me anymore? It's not even aligned for me anymore. And I'm not saying that like, I'm not aligned with my business or like what I taught, but I'm just not in the season of wanting, um, like I hope and pray that my book, my book on, on business mindset can be a foundational piece for every single person who goes into business. Um, but I honestly don't want to be that, um, person right now or teacher right now that teaches mindset. I don't have the bandwidth for it. And I just am not excited about it right now. Um, because my season is just different and that's okay. And I don't need to keep that group going. So what we're doing is, um, I made an announcement in there and just said, Hey, we are going to keep it open. We will still allow new people to join because there's so much value created in that group. I mean, I've run that group now for almost a decade. Um, so you can go through and you can find tons of posts and free resources and videos and trainings that I did, all kinds of stuff for those who are wanting to work on their mindset and business. Um, but I'm not going to be doing anything new. Um, and if you want to learn anything new, come to the podcast. Um, so that was huge. Um, I literally just did that this week. Um, so anyways, how I, I've, I've have felt so free and, um, just proud of myself for just letting it go and for not continuing on again with something that I don't need to. And I felt that way at times about this podcast too, but something has kept me going with it. Um, because it feels like a place where I can just easily record and share what's going on hopefully share some little bit of wisdom or nugget of information without being censored. Right. So this feels like my own platform, um, where I can't do that on Instagram or Facebook all the time. So yeah. So please go and grab my book, um, grab my book for friends, for family. It's so affordable and it makes such a great gift. Um, Again, drawing the line, how to create more peace and less overwhelm or less burnout in your life. Thank you guys for listening today. And I can't wait to come back next week and share more about the next chapter. I'll talk to you soon. Hey friends, make sure you subscribe so you can receive the latest episode automatically downloaded wherever you are listening to this show. We also read every single review 
So make sure you let us know what you thought about today's episode by leaving a review. Love ya.